Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bible to Romans 6, 11 to 14. And you hold it there. The Lord gave us a word this year. In the book of Hebrews 12, 14. To follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. And I want to believe you have been studying that word. And you have been praying that word. You have heard men of God encouraging us on this altar that please your breakthrough your blessing your moving forward is hooked up to this promise and to this precept so please do everything to ensure you obey the Lord it's a follow peace with all men when you read the message Bible, it said, Work at getting along with each other and with God. New Living Transition said, Work at living in peace with everyone and living in holiness with God. And I will say, Make every effort. And New King James Version said, Pursue. So, which means you have a part to play. You have a responsibility to do everything at your disposal, whatsoever you need to do, to be at peace with all men. And of course, to live in holiness. I pray the Lord will help us to obey him completely this year in the name of Jesus. I say the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. We'll be speaking briefly on the topic, victory over sin. Victory over sin. Romans 6, 11 to 14. Say, likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the loss thereof. Neither ye do your members as instrument of unrighteousness unto sin, But yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under law, but under grace. I want us to read verse 14 together. One to go. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you. And that is what God is putting on our heart this evening. 
It's saying you are to have victory over sin. You are to dominate sin and not sin dominating you. You are to be in charge and not to be charged over. You should not be among those people that sin is the one dictating when you will pray. After you are falling again, you say, God, I fall again. Say, I'm sorry. No. Sin should not be the one to dictate when you get closer to God. No. You are to be a victor and not a victim. I pray you shall dominate over every source of sin in your life in the name of Jesus. When we hear the word holiness, I'm going to be concentrating on that. If you missed last week's prayer meeting, I spoke a bit about how to follow peace with all men. So next time, don't miss prayer meeting. I'm not going to concentrate on that today. I'll just, let's look at what is holiness. Technica, I need this verse to be better. Living a life without sin. That's the first definition. What is holiness? Is it possible? If it's possible, raise up your hand. <laughs> Praise God. Holiness is living a life without sin. Living a perfect and blameless life. He told Abraham in Genesis 17. God said, after Abraham for 30 years plus, went ahead to do his own will, to give back to Ishmael, and God was silent. When God, I'm sure Abraham must have gone to God, God, please, it's long I had you last. You spoke to me in Genesis 12. I've not heard you for long. And God now appeared back to Abraham. Say, Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. That sin you committed separated you from me. And God is telling somebody today. You might have been doing it before. But but from today, walk before me and be perfect. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. That's what New Living Translation says. Live a blameless life. Life. And Jesus said in Matthew 5.48, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. I've told you that before. The holiness we are talking of, is not the holiness of one pastor you know before, or one somebody you saw. Ah, this man is holy. We are talking of holiness like who? Like God. Be perfect like God. So, number one definition of holiness, living a life without sin. 
Number two, definition of holiness. Living a life that attracts God and not the type that repels him or make you to run from God. No, some people are running from God. It's not only you. Our great, great, great grandfather did. You remember him? Adam and Eve. In Genesis 3, 8 to 11, when God came to the garden, he said, Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice and I hid myself because I know I've committed sin. I heard your voice and I hid myself. Holiness is a life that attracts God. It's not a life that runs from God. It's not a life that God will see and say, no, sorry. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord cannot behold iniquity. Not to talk of embrace iniquity or make iniquity draw near him. So when God said, be ye holy, it means live a life that attracts God. A life that has the aroma of what happens in heaven. What is holiness? Living a life that God can boast of anytime, any day, anywhere. Now, does that represent you? You are an angel in the church or something else outside? As a matter of fact, many of us, we need to get to the point that any clothes you cannot wear to church, you are not supposed to wear it outside. Hello? No, no, this is not church. I can wear this clothes to, to office. Your office is also your church. Because the Bible says, the earth is the Lord. And what? Everywhere you are is the presence of the Lord. If you are there. So anything you cannot do in the presence of the Lord, yes, you are in the church. You are not supposed to do it elsewhere. So living only life means living a life that God can boast of anytime, any day, anywhere. In Job 1.8, Job 1.8, you saw God. He was boasting about Job. And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth. Can God even say, As thou considered my son, that there is none like him in his office? That there is none like him in his family? Can God say that about you? A perfect and upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. You know, God does not lie. And he knows everything about you. So when God says, Job is perfect, Job is what? Perfect. And finally, what is holiness? 
living like Jesus. So this man is going to the hard place. Living like who? Second Corinthians five twenty one. Second Corinthians five twenty one says, I read from New Living Translation. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin. Jesus that never sinned. You are programmed to live a sinless life the moment you give your life to Jesus. So if any man be in Christ, it's a new what? Old sin. What is the old sin? The nature of sin. All things become what? New. You are programmed to live a life without sin after your salvation. So the question is, are you holy? I'm taking you through this for you to know you need to cry unto God. Because God is not going to take a 99.9% from you. What does he want? 100%. Say, so be you holy as I am holy. Victory over sin. Let's see how long we can go through this before we go ahead to pray. And we need to have some understanding about holiness. About how to live a life that is above sin and not below sin. If you are still committing sin, where are you? You are under what? Sin. That's what it means. Anything that is ruling your life is Lord over you. Anything that is controlling you, you have to say, sir, brother sin, sister sin. That's what it means. You are supposed to be in charge and be saying, sin, shut up. I'm not going to commit you. But is that what is happening in your life? So I'm going to give us two understanding about how to live a, a victorious life over sin. How to truly be holy unto the Lord. We need to have this understanding so that we know that this thing we are saying, it is not for only those people that live in, 20th, in uh, early the 80s, immediately after Jesus left. No. It is still applicable to you and I. We can be holy. And we shall be holy in the name of Jesus. I said we shall be holy in the name of Jesus. Number one thing you need to know about holiness is you must believe that you can be holy. Many Christians, they can argue from now to tomorrow that it is not possible. If you are still in that category, sorry, you cannot be holy. The same way you believe the word of God that God can heal you. You must believe you can live a sinless life. That must enter your 
thinking faculty. That Jesus said, I must be perfect, then I must be perfect. You have, you should have no alternative for that in your thinking. If you still believe, oh, I'm still in the flesh, I can still, okay, I'm still allowed to commit sin and I can come and repent again, you cannot be holy. Sorry. You must believe it. The way you believe Jesus is your healer, you must believe he said I should be holy, then I can and I must be holy. We saw in the scriptures, before the law, people that were holy and God confirmed they were holy. In Genesis 5.24, the Bible says, Enoch walked with God and it was not for God took him. There was no law and Enoch was holy. In Genesis 6, 9, we saw Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God. There was no law. I've told, I read the case of Job. In fact, many of you probably you don't know, Job lived before Moses. You only saw that when you open your Bible, Job is before Psalms. No. Job actually lived before Moses, but close to the flood. When you read the book of Job, you see a reference by one of the friends of Job to the flood. So, you must believe that you can be holy. During the time of the law, God commanded the Israelites that you must be holy as I, your God, I am holy. Lepticus 11.45 And also, Lepticus 11.14, and 20.26 if it is not possible for you to be holy, will God ask you to be holy? Hello? Will God ask you to do what is not possible? No, no, no. Let's talk, let's, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. Is it possible? What God knows that you cannot do, will he say you should do it? Before Jesus Christ came, he told the Israelites, you must be holy. For you to know this issue of holiness is not, oh yes, we are in the time of grace, then it is possible. It is not possible. No, before the law, after the law, even now, Jesus said, you must what? Be holy. So, let it sink within you that God, you said I must be holy. Then I have no alternative. I must be holy. And we saw Jesus showing us a perfect example of holiness. In Hebrews 4.15, Hebrews 4.15, say, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all point tempted like we are, yet without sin. Now, 
Do you believe Jesus could have committed sin? How many of us believe Jesus could have committed sin? Do you believe it? That Jesus could have. Yes, he did not. But he could have. How many of us believe that? That's the truth. Because he came in the flesh. Do you think the devil will waste his time to go and be tempting Jesus if he did not have capacity to commit sin? The devil knew he had capacity to commit sin because he came out in the flesh. But yet, without sin. The devil is smarter than that. If you knew Jesus have no capacity to commit sin, he would dare not trouble himself to go and tempt him. The Bible says he was tempted like what? You are tempted. The devil tried everything to make him fall, but yet without sin. So you can be holy. Why? He said in John 14, 12, Jesus said, what I did, you will do and do more. Jesus said, what I did, all the miracle I did, the way I was able to resist sin, I was able to overcome sin, you too can live a life victorious over sin. That's what Jesus was telling you. And high. So don't claim only, yes, I can perform miracle like Jesus performed miracle. You can also live a holy life like Jesus did. That's what it say. Say the works that I did, you can do it and even do greater works. So somebody tell yourself, I can be holy. And I shall be holy. In the name of Jesus. And thank be unto God for giving us Jesus who has helped us to be able to live a holy life. In Revelation 1, 5b, it said unto him that loved us and washed us from our sin in his own blood. He loved us and he helped us to live a life victorious over sin. How? By shedding his blood. He washed away our sin by his blood. He removed that nature that was struggling with sin from us. And gave us a new nature. The nature of holiness. So Jesus has done his own part for us. Jesus has done what? He has done his own part. It is now left for you and I. To cooperate with the Holy Spirit. To live a life victorious over sin. And you know what Jesus did? When he was going, he said in John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Why did he give you the Holy Spirit? To comfort you. To make you live holy. Yes or no? Yes. So you have everything. He has washed your sin away. And he gave you the Holy Spirit. 
Not a dirty spirit, but what? Holy Spirit to make you live a holy life. Let me show you something. Let's go to Hebrews 9, 13 to 14. I got this revelation from a man of God and let me show you. I know I said something. Some people are still thinking about it. Ah, could Jesus commit sin? Ah, this man is, 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 is saying something strange. <laughs> Hebrews 9, 13 to 14. For if the blood of the bulls and goat and the ashes of ephah sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more? Now, pay, pay close attention to this. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? So, who helped Jesus to offer himself without sin? Who helped Jesus? Look at your book, look at your Bible. Who helped Jesus? The Holy Spirit. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. To be able to live a holy life and to go offer himself on the cross. And when he was going, he said, well, I know I'm going now. I will wash your sin by my blood. But I will not stop there. I will send you the Holy Spirit who will help you to live a holy life. So you have no room to complain. That no, it is my weakness. What weakness? It is the devil's weakness, not your own. Never you, oh, it is my weakness. I don't want to do it. I just find myself doing it. Why not you start quoting Romans 7? Where Paul will say, oh, what I want to do, I, I find myself not doing it. Sorry. That was when Paul was not where he supposed to be. But when he realized who he was, what happened? Everything changed. Are you with me? So, can you be holy? Can you be victorious over sin? If you agree with me, say yes. Yes. With the grace of God. And by the help of the Holy Spirit. And we shall be holy in the name of Jesus. I say we shall be holy in the name of Jesus. If Enoch could do it, Noah could do it, Job could do it when there was no law. When Jesus has never shed his blood for them, but they could do it, then you can do it. We claim to be in the era of grace. So his grace is more than sufficient for you and high. Let's not deceive ourselves. He has said we should be holy, then we must and we shall be holy in the name of Jesus. Then number two, before we pray. The greatest victory in life is victory over sin and not victory over death. Not victory over witches and wizards. The truth is, when we get to heaven, there's no sickness. You don't need anointing in heaven. Do you know that? (laughs) You don't need what? Anointing in heaven. You don't need healing in heaven. You only need it where? Here. You don't need money in heaven. But you need to be holy in heaven. So what should be your priority? How to stay holy. 
So the greatest victory you can ever have is victory over sin. Not even victory over death. I've said it before. Death is the quickest way to go to heaven. Me, I want to go to heaven. But devil is hearing me now. I cannot go until I have finished my work. Paul said, I have finished my work. So don't say this man wants to commit suicide. No. I can't go until I'm done. Until God said, yes, it is done. And he gave me pass mark. You know, he gave Paul pass mark. He gave Paul pass mark before Paul left. So, brethren, please, let's pursue how to live this holy life. If you have anything you are still struggling with, look at what Jesus said. He said, if your eyes will make you to go to hell, what should you do? Take it to Badasama and let them wash it. Is that what you do? What should you do? He said, pluck, pluck. Don't take it to doctor to remove it. You yourself pick something and pluck it. I was telling my family, my, my son said, how can you pluck your eyes? <laughs> pluck means, let me, the example I gave to, to him, you know, it's, it's a small, it's a seven year old boy. When he asked that question, I gave one very, the Holy Spirit just dropped one illustration to me and I'm going to give it and we're going to stand up. Yeah. I said, if you have chocolate here, and that just says, Pamelian, you don't touch that chocolate. And Pamela is sitting here. He's looking at ah, chocolate. That is said I should not touch you. That and that is there. Chocolate. That is said I should not touch you. I should not take you. The smartest way for you to pluck your high so that you will not take that chocolate is what to stay closer and try to touch it. Oh, chocolate. That is not looking at me. Chocolate. What's the smartest way? You leave that place where your hand cannot touch that chocolate. No devil can, can make your hand longer. And you are not facing it. Many of us, the way we treat our sin, what is making us to commit sin? You be, oh, oh, this sweet, it's sweet. <laughs> and I have the same question, the same boy. Thank God for children. Children are very smart. Eh? I said, what was Sister Eve supposed to have done so that he would not commit that sin. When the devil appeared, I said, Sister Eve, come, come, come. This tree, I want to tell you the story of this tree. This fruit, I want to tell you the story. That was what the devil told Eve, right? This, what, what do you think Eve supposed to do? I asked that boy, and he gave me the perfect answer, what I had in mind before. I was meditating and the Holy Spirit dropped it in my heart. That was what he said. Who created that tree? Was it devil or God? Everything he needed to know about that tree, God already told her. That this tree, don't touch it. If you touch it, you are going to die. No stranger that did not create the tree now came. And he said, I want to tell you a story. If you say, devil, shut your mouth up. Get out of this place. You are not the one that created this tree. God that created you already told me everything I need to know about it. What are you doing here? Devil, out. That is how you should treat the devil when it comes to tempt you. Let's be on our feet. I believe the Holy Spirit already spoke to you on how to live a holy life.
are to be victorious over sin. The greatest victory is the victory over sin. And not victory over death. Not victory over sickness. Not victory over anything you can think of. But victory over sin. I want to close your eyes and pray. That Lord please grant me the grace. To live above sin. And never below. Open your mouth and cry for the grace. The grace to live above sin. The grace to live a life that Jesus will be attracted to. Say, Lord, every sin, he said, every weight of sin that does easily beset me. Lord, help me to overcome them. I receive grace to live above sin. I receive grace to live above sin. I receive grace to live a holy life. In the name of Jesus. If you hide yourself from the truth, there's no way God will help you. You need to empty yourself until you say, Lord, this is the area where I fall. I am falling in this area. Help me. Cry unto him to help you. Don't shut your mouth. Say, Lord, please help me. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help to be able to live a holy life. I need your help. I need your help. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more you cry for help in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'm going to pray another prayer similar to that. Lord, baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. Did you hear that? You're going to raise your hand onto here and say, Lord, baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. Baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. I receive the spirit of holiness. Jesus, baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. Baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. I don't want to crash my, my faith. I don't want to shipwreck my faith. You said without holiness, I cannot see the Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to live a life victorious over sin. Jesus, baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. Baptize me afresh with the spirit of holiness. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. We have no other place to run to but you. We put our hands onto you and we say that you will baptize us afresh with the spirit of holiness. In the name of Jesus. Every weight of sin that easily beset us. Every distraction on our way. Everything the enemy is using to lure us to the world. Lord, we receive grace to overcome. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Somebody is here, you are not born again. Quickly, if you are in that category, I want to raise your answer to the Lord. You know you are not born. You, are, you might have been coming to church from, since 1901, but you know you are not born again. Please, don't let this hour pass you by. If you are not born again, you cannot live holy life. You'll just be falling from one sin to the other. If you find yourself falling every day, you are not 
born again. That's what it means. You don't have the new nature. So you need to identify and surrender to Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit comes in and helps you. Or probably you are here, you, are, you need to rededicate your life back onto Christ. You see yourself struggling with sin. You, have, you, make, you even make restitution at the beginning of this year. But you are falling again. God wants to help you. I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you also. You are still struggling with sin. You are just, you fall today and you cry tomorrow. You fall to, tomorrow, you, you cry t- next tomorrow. If you are in that category, raise your hand up. The rest of us, go ahead and pray for grace to be holy. You can never overpray it. Don't look at somebody that wants to make up his mind. You know you are still struggling with sin. That is what we are here today for. To have victory over sin. If you have victory over sin, sin, sickness cannot touch your body. If you have victory over sin, failure cannot touch you. There's no way. So you are here, you know you are still struggling with sin. Rest your hand, I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for this, your children, raising up their hand unto you. Lord, I pray that, Lord, the grace, the grace to surrender completely to you, release unto them now in the name of Jesus. I decree that, Lord, from henceforth, the power to live over sin comes upon you afresh in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You shall no longer walk in that path that does not glorify God. The grace to live a holy life, Holy Spirit, let it rest upon them right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We're going to be doing a laying of hands. If you know you need a touch from God, you are trusting God, you can put, up, put down your hand, please. You are trusting God for something, and you want the man of God to agree with you, please, you are going to come out the next five, ten minutes, and we are done. We can have our seat while the choir will sing. Please, may I invite the leaders of the church, please? Let's come to the front. Please, don't wait for anybody. You know you need a touch from God tonight. Please come to the front and let the leaders of the church pray with you. And you will see a change coming your way in the name of Jesus. Choir, please take us in song. Into your hands. Into your hands.
Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I live, the reason that I sing, Jesus. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I live, the reason that I sing with all I trust in you and I will live in all of your ways your promises forever Jesus I believe in you Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I live, reason that I sing. Jesus, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong. You're the reason that I live, reason that I sing with all I
to the Lord let us make this as a prayer 
Jesus, I believe in you. The reason that I live. And the reason that I'm singing today. Make that as a prayer. I believe in you, Jesus. And tell the Lord, I belong to you alone. Just lift up our hands and say, Lord, only to you I belong. And today I live. And tomorrow that I will live, I will live only for you. The reason that everything that surrounds me is only to you, Lord. Reason that I sing, reason that I sing, all I am. Amen. Before we could dismiss you, I want you to make a prayer, a prayer of dedication to the Lord. Lord, this year, beginning from this year, Till the day you take me, give me grace to live a holy life. Can we make that as a prayer? If you can, even place your hands on your head and just say, Lord, I want to live a holy life. A life that is pure. A life that is clean. A life of obedience. A life of truth. Reveal yourself more to me. Reveal yourself more to me. Give me grace that as I read your word, everything that is not of you will be stripped away in Jesus' name. Everything that the enemy has sown, Father, I pray you will remove it through your word, through my obedience. Give me grace that I will be obedient to you, Daddy. In small things, Lord God. Until the day you call me. Now I want you to pray for your children. If you have children, I want you to pray for your children. And if you're not married, I want you to pray for the partner that God is going to bring into your life. And say, Lord, the partner that you're going to bring into my life. And if you're married, I want you to pray for your spouse and say, Lord, let me and my household, my spouse and my children live a life of holiness unto you. A life of holiness. On my doorpost, on my doorpost, it will be written, Holiness unto the Lord. On my door frame, it will be written, Holiness unto the Lord. In my closet, it will be written, Holiness unto the Lord. The enemy is trying to steal what God has put into you. He has no right today. He has no right today. Because this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it because He has set you free from every bondage in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Father God, today, give unto your children the desire, Lord God, to live a life of holiness, Lord God. A life of obedience, Master. Give us grace that your word will set us free from all bondages, Lord God. And the enemy will have no authority over us in Jesus' name. I want you now, finally, to pray for the person on your right and your left. Just hold that person's hand and pray for that person. Pray that this person 
will be a mighty instrument in God's hand unto holiness. Unto holiness. Pray it loud. As you pray for that person, that will be your portion in Jesus' name. What today you command, what today you proclaim is going to be yours in Jesus' name. Unto holiness. Unto holiness. Unto holiness. Father, we want to live for you. We want to live for you. All the days of our life, Lord God. And for generations to come, it will be called that we are living a life of holiness unto you, Lord God. Take away everything that is not of you. Everything that is not of you. From our homes, from our closets, Lord God. From our personal life. Remove it, Lord God. Father, we have nobody else but you. Father, we pray for each and every one in this place, Lord God. For generations to come, Lord God. We will be called, Master, holy. Because you are holy, Lord God. We thank you for hearing our prayer today, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And finally, in Jesus' name we pray. Let us share the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Holiness, peace, peace.